The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States heavyweight? Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. Great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever. whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 204 of the Wrestle I'm your host, John Delarente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. We live, baby. What's going on, Didi? I don't know why that came to my mind. How you doing, friend? I'm good, friend. I'm good. I'm glad to be here once again with you here on the Rasslecast. Yes. Thank you for joining me once again. Well, thank you for not kicking me off. I don't know. You're, it's not a show if Didi Jonay's not here. <laughs> Damn. Everybody knows that. Uh, tonight, we are without Sam or Greg, but we are joined by a first-time guest. She's an actual member of the Samoan Coalition. It's Miss Nadia. Welcome to the WrestleCast. Thank you for having me, Malo. Malo. <laughs> we appreciate you being on with us. <clears throat> Very first-time guest, like I said. So, as with all first-time guests, you have to kind of give us your origin story with professional wrestling. Who got you into watching wrestling? Who'd you grow up watching? And some of your current favorites today. All right. So, wrestling has been a big part of my family. Especially on Sundays, that's the only day that we could watch wrestling. And um, like I said, we didn't go to church, so we would stay home with my grandfather. And he would let my brothers fight each other, you know, just so they can protect themselves. That's how it all started. Until we got cable, or I don't know what it was back in the days, but um, my grandfather uh, told us to watch. Instead of fighting each other, we're just going to watch the TV. So that's how everything came about. We just watched, um, I don't know why I'm so nervous now that it's recording, but yeah, my grandfather made sure that we watched wrestling because we always fought each other and sometimes we wouldn't like that. So instead of fighting each other, we would watch people fight. <laughs> so that's how uh, the, our family household was. Yeah. All right. And, mm-hmm. and who'd you grow up watching? Who were some of the people that you liked when you were a kid? Uh, who did I grow up watching? There was a couple of them. Um, I remember. Wow, I just totally spaced out. Sorry. Oh Jesus! I don't know. I'm so nervous. Well, The Rock has been. I don't think he would, but just because The Rock won my brother's name after The Rock, like Rocky, so we would. My grandfather named my brothers after wrestlers, so I would think The Rock would be the person I'm thinking of right now since I've totally blacked out. So, yeah. Alright. Now, as far as your current favorites, who are your who are the ones, who are the guys that you like, that you follow, cheer for the most today? Um, yeah, who I cheer for the most today would definitely be the Usos. Um, now, Samo Joe, that's one of my favorite wrestlers. The Miz. Um, who else? 
And I like Anomaly too, so they're one of my top fours. All right. Well, that's a very interesting origin story to go from, hey, you're going to fight each right? other to, hey, stop fighting each other and watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. It's much safer that way. Mm-hmm. And it brought our family together in, in such a weird way. So our family, I, I think our family, we, we, we're we not fighters, but we definitely love to protect our people, especially when there's a lot of fights going on back in that time. So for my grandfather, he always wanted us to have good hands just in case that time happens because there was a lot of wars or a lot of altercation at that time too. So that kind of, um, yeah, that was one of the reasons why our family kind of like and people are scared of me because i'm six one and i'm someone and especially when i'm a female so it's like people look at me like oh she fights so like they don't bother me so it's, it's i don't know it's just a whole thing that goes on all right well again nadia we are very pleased to have you here joining us tonight on the wrestlecast thank you you can find the wrestlecast on the web at www.cspn.us we got some couple of injury um reports here on the news part of the show alexa bliss and sasha banks are both hurt and i don't know what's wrong with them but Mm -hmm. they're not wrestling so there's your news (laughs) so it's just them two Uh, that i know right now we've got some news inside of the reviews that, that we'll follow up on but as far as right now i know that sasha was supposed to be Teaming up with Bobby Lashley in the Mixed Match mm-hmm. Challenge, and uh, that did not happen this past week. Uh, Mickey James replaced her, and Alexa Bliss was supposed to um, wrestle with Braun Strowman, but Ember Moon took her spot. So I don't know if that's, that's permanent right. for Ember and Braun, but the Sasha mm-hmm. thing looks like it may be a little while. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, there's a lot of speculation around the Sasha Banks uh, injury. Like yeah, there's a lot of rumors because they usually kind of disclose what's wrong with you. But uh, WWE hasn't come out and said any specific reasons. So, Statement. Yeah, it could be a concussion. They they kind of <clears throat> also go kind of tight lip when guys get uh, concussions sometimes. So we'll see. Um, if something comes out here in the next week or so regarding Sasha, but hopefully she gets well and get back in the ring soon. So we're going to go into our Monday night raw review. Thank you once again to everybody who joined us this past Monday for the hashtag rawcast live tweet. You can find the rawcast live tweet each and every week starting at 8 PM. Just use the hashtag rawcast to share your commentary with color. The show starts with Stephanie McMahon. She pulls up in a long black limo and she has a talk with Baron Corbin. She basically tells Corbin that he's got to find two partners and they're going to face off against The Shield. Speaking of The Shield, they come out to start the show. Ambrose says that they are the workhorses and they have lost battles, but they've never lost a war. Roman says the IC and Universal titles are the kings to the kingdom. Uh, while he's saying this and they hold the belts up, uh, Dean looks like the kid who, uh, you know, got shorted when it came to people passing out nickels back in the day because uh, he didn't have he didn't have a title to hold up. So he kind of looked kind of smug there in the background. Rollins says the shield is all about being the best, which is why Strowman got himself a, a pack of jackasses to try and take them down. 
He says that they are here and they want to show Corbin how much of an issue they can be. Baron Corbin arrives. He praises Stephanie and says that he and his partners will take care of business tonight. And he also adds that the locker room hates the shield. So Braun, Dolph, and Drew, they arrive. Braun tells Reigns to shine his belt up for him. He can see the cracks in the shield already forming and they will implode at WWE Super Showdown. Braun says that the shield will face the four of them kind of teasing that Ambrose is seeing the light because he doesn't need the shield. Dolph stirs the pot, noting that Ambrose was WWE champion on his own, but now has nothing. Drew then praises Ambrose and says Roman and Seth don't appreciate Ambrose and that he deserves more. They continue to explain how the shield uses Ambrose and that he gets nothing while they get everything. Seth and Roman are champions and Dean is just a sucker. Dolph then talks about how the shield kept replacing Dean without a second thought. Reigns tells Dolph to shut up and says no one wants to hear Dolph talk. Corbin calls off Braun and the boys and says that no, the fight isn't happening. Corbin says that he and his partners will deal with the shield. So, Didi Jene, I know for many years you've had this uh, mostly hate relationship with uh, Dean Ambrose. But did you feel bad for Dean Ooh. out there with, with no title and, and those guys telling the truth about how Roman and Seth had treated him lately? Let's be clear. Um, I have not felt bad for a white man since <laughs> 2015, maybe. So, no. No lies. I did kind of feel bad for Enzo back when they were embarrassing him on a weekly basis. But, no, I don't feel bad for Dean Ambrose. I'm very happy that his hair is still cut, although he seems to be growing it back, and I don't mm-hmm. like that. I don't like that at all. But everybody can't be a winner all the time. So, find a belt to win. And also, he just got back. He hasn't been around long enough to win the title. He needs to hold his forces. <laughs> all right. Nadia, your thoughts on yes. this opening segment? Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of a fan of, um, of the Shield together, but for Dean, I don't I know Dolph was going in on him, and I felt bad at that time. I was like, oh, shit. Like, it, shit is getting real. You know, now he's hearing it from other wrestlers. But um, all in all, I'm not sure. I like the um, the Shield going against uh, Braun and them. So, yeah, I'm a supporter of that. Um, Finn Balor is out with uh, Bailey, and he wrestles mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal. And he's out with Alicia Fox and Sunil Singh. Uh, Bailey trips up Jinder Mahal and then she starts to brawl with Alicia Fox. Uh, Bailey then hits a Bailey to belly on Sunil Singh. Uh, Fan Balor then rolls up a distracted Jinder Mahal for the win. Hey. <laughs> so, you know what I want to see for Bailey? What's up? And, and Finn? I want to see the wacky waving. Uh-huh. I know what you're you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the inflatable man. I want him in all black. To match Finn's leather coat? Yes, I want him in all black. Maybe a red one. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking the red one. I would love to see him in red. But I don't want it to be all bright and happy trip. I need it dark. Because then the dichotomy of the happy wavy people all in black or like painted so they have the... Listen! It could be a mood. That's what I want. Uh, did you hear um, Renee call 
Jinder and Alicia Ashanti. That's like their team name. Yeah, that's oh, what I saw on Twitter. Yep. We out here. <laughs> so. I got a Deanna in NXT and I got my middle name on the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, what everybody was talking about mm-hmm. at the end of Monday Night Raw, Natalia, Nikki, and Brie Bella. Versus the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Mm-hmm. Natty Ooh. runs wild until Ruby makes the save. Natty gets the sharpshooter, but Ruby blind tags in and hits the right kick for the win. Now, of course, that's me burying the lead of this particular match, as the biggest thing that came out of it was Brie Bella hit Liv Morgan in the face with two consecutive yes kicks for real. And knocked poor Liv Morgan out in the middle of the match. Um, they drug Liv's limp body by the head back into her corner. Uh, Sarah Logan tags in. They're kind of scrambling around a little bit. Uh, Liv is like clearly struggling to get out of the ring. She's like barely holding on to the ropes. I mean, she is like in Dream Street. But she manages to get back in and take part in a triple suplex before she finally uh you know lays out for the rest of the match but really a scary situation there for a second for Liv Morgan um the uh, diagnosis is that she does have a concussion and there's you know no timetable for her return but Miss Didi Dojone you came up with the nickname Bachi Bree a couple of weeks ago and uh, she struck again on Mm -hmm. Monday night Mm mm-hmm I just I'm ready for the backstage interaction. You know, maybe it was like, oh, I'm sorry, it means oh, it's okay, girl, happens to the best of us, or was it, bitch, you got one more time to make an upset on my face before we have problems? I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, it wasn't a good look for Bree, especially a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks after the uh, suicide dives went horribly wrong so a lot of people are talking about you know she needs to change her move set maybe go down to the performance center kind of clean up some things because you know she hasn't been wrestling for over a year since she had a kid and everything so Nadia uh, your thoughts on Brie Bella and uh, what happened between her and Liv um I at that time because I saw the second kick and I was like oh shit something you know Something is going on because I saw her fell to her face, but Bree still kept going in on her. So at that time, I was I was kind of worried because like her whole body just kind of changed, you know, the whole whole demeanor. So at that point, I don't know. It's just Bree has to be careful, you know, what she's doing. But it, I feel like she's not going in the ring to actually hurt someone. It kind of just happened with the moves that she decided to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, all in all, I think she just needs to be careful next time because. Her life is on, you know, especially for a concussion. And we're not sure when she'll live will be back on the ring. So all in all, I just hope that she's be careful with the moves that she's choosing on, like, the opponent that she's matching with. So, yeah. So hopefully Liv Morgan um, Mm -hmm. has a speedy recovery and can get back into in-ring action uh, really soon. Don't want to see anybody injured and and not Mm -hmm. being able to compete. Um, So good luck to Liv Morgan. Yeah, and you know it's. It, I just want to throw this out. Growing up in like in a Samoan household, 
we weren't allowed to watch women wrestle, especially because of what their clothes was revealing. And within our culture, that's too much, you know? So every time um, a women's match would come on with China, my grandfather would distract us with like a, a game just so because we have brothers and uncles in the house. So I never grew up wanting to watch a woman's match because of that reason. But now I'm slowly getting into it. I'm just you know, just so used to what I grew up with. So just to throw that out there. I know it's weird, but in the Samoan household, there's like a lot of crazy things. So Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Dean is thinking as Dolph Ziggler arrives. Dolph says that he was telling the truth in the opening segment. He tries to stir the pot and wants Dean to give him a signal during the main event to let him know that he's going to be a part of the team. Um, I don't know who the hell um, Chad Gable pissed off in the back, but he lost to Connor this week. And that's all we need to say about that. Uh, Stephanie, Chad Gable. Yeah, I was watching, but sure. I wasn't watching. Like, dang. Nobody loses to Connor. I know, right? Except maybe like Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> well, Chad Gable has officially made it into Kurt Hawkins status now. That's crazy. I wonder what he did. Maybe he lost a bet or something. Um. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Stephanie and Triple H, they're getting back in the limo. They're heading out. Triple H is asked about Undertaker's comments from last week. Triple H says Undertaker has already lost and asked that he sold his soul a long time ago. So Undertaker's end is near. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, they faced off against The Revival. The Revival hit a doomsday device for a two count. The Revival looked for more double teams and then Drew tags in and takes control. Drew jumps Dawson to the floor and catches Daz, but Dawson flies in with a drop kick and Daz covers for two. Drew hits a headbutt and the big boot, and then the Claymore zigzag combination finisher gives the tag team champions the win. So, at least the revival got back on TV. Too bad they didn't get the win, but this was a really good match. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I know, Didi, you have no love for the revival because, yeah. Because they're boring. <laughs> Maybe they weren't boring at, N- at NXT, but they're boring now. I don't want it. It's time for the Kevin Owens show. Yay! Elias is here to play a tune. Yay! Because WWE stands for... Walk with Elias. Right. But Elias says Denver doesn't deserve a song. Owens thanks Elias and says that he's his biggest fan. Owens reminds us that he beat um, John Cena in his first night in WWE. Owens talks about Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush and the issues from last week, and he's giving Leo Rush a chance to come on his show. Leo Rush comes down, and he thanks him for the opportunity and the invite. Owens wants Leo Rush to come to the ring and have a seat. Rush says that he and Lashley made them look bad last week and knows Owens' plan. He's going to stay on the stage but Owens produces a booster seat for Rush, and then uh, Leo Rush brings out Bobby Lashley. Uh, yeah, the booster seat was funny. Playing off of last week, like, you know, they thought he was a kid. I laughed. 
So we get Elias versus Bobby Lashley. Lashley hits the flatliner. They trade strikes. Lashley hits a clothesline. Follows with a delayed suplex. Lashley um, sets up and he spears Elias through the ropes onto the floor. Owens chases Leo Rush. And then he runs over Bobby Lashley for the DQ. So, um, week two of the Leo Rush, um, Bobby Lashley, are you still feeling it, Didi? Um, it's better than if Bobby were alone. Okay. So, WIPE um, work in progress. He's Leo Rush is the kind of person that I wouldn't like in real life. So it's, it's you know who he reminds me of. Who? Y'all, do y'all ever ride public transportation? Yes, I used Leo, to. Leo Rush reminds me of the boy in the back of the bus who plays his music on his phone without headphones. <laughs> that's who he is. Like I know it in my spirit that that's who he is, and I just it don't curl all the way over for me. But I I I, I like where it's going, but I just I can't with him. Okay. And uh, uh, are are you a big fan of uh, Leo Rush, Nadia, or Bobby Lashley? Uh, Nobody's a big fan of Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah, I I miss this match because I'm not a fan of both of them, of Elias and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I was putting you on the Bobby. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm not feeling Elias at all, especially when he plays his his guitar. I don't, I don't. That's the best part. Elias don't even need to wrestle. Wrestle for what? Elias is just here for the tunes. Yeah, nah, I'm not feeling good. So I missed this match on purpose. More for me. Well, our next match was Nia Jax versus Alicia Ooh, Fox. Yes, she's my girl. Nia Jax, she's my one. Oh. I'm such a huge fan of her, sorry. Oh, no problem. Alicia Fox grounds the action, but Nia escapes, and then Fox cuts her off with kicks, and she covers for a two count. Nia Jax fights back, and she hits the Samoan drop on Foxy, and Nia mm-hmm. Jax gets the win. That was an easy one, too. <laughs> Yeah, this actually was a pretty quick edition of Raw. Yeah. Thankfully. Um, Baron Corbin and his tag team partners, the Authors of Pain, they faced off against The Shield in the main event. So this was pretty cool to see the Authors of Pain in a main event situation. Um, I still don't get why Rockstar Spud is dressed up like them. He should just go back to wearing a suit or some type of street clothes and not try to dress up like the Authors of Pain. But anyway, Ambrose cuts off Corbin, and he heads back up top, and he hits the elbow drop for a two count. Reigns and Rollins are back in, and they clear the ring. We get a blackout to Baron Corbin, and Rollins hits a couple of suicide dives. The Dirty Deeds connects on Baron Corbin, then Roman Reigns tags in. We get another dive by Ambrose. Roman hits the spear on Corbin, and the shield gets the win. Ambrose is on the floor for a long time, and he looks towards the Braun, Dolph, and Drew, who are sitting uh, on the ramp, and Dean returns to the ring to join his brothers in the shield as they all throw in their fists. 
Acom and Rollins now, legal man. You can talk about all the chaos that's happening, the distraction, because right now I see no cracks in the shield. Uh, not yet, as Acom misses wildly. Step up in Zaguri by Rollins. Rollins is going to try a suplex, and Acom just countered. Yeah, Rollins should have known better. You're not going to move a mountain like that. Oh, but you can stop it in its tracks like that. Rollins, blockbuster. Cover by the Kingslayer. Hook to the leg and a kick out. You heard the burn it down chance from the WWE fans here tonight in Denver. The Intercontinental Champion is fired up. Beth Rollins is happy to oblige the WWE Universe here in Denver. Hit rake to the midsection. And then, wait a minute. Great right Maverick. Maverick. And allowing Baron Corbin to launch Rollins to the outside. And Maverick, the manager of Authors of Pain, AOP. There he is, the Superman punch! Big time boot from Akam. Rollins back in the fray. Akam over the top rope. Rollins like a man possessed. Rollins is well into the other side. God! Ambrose slowly back to his feet. Can Corbin put him away? Kick to the midsection. Dirty deeds. Roman made the tag. Ambrose! was uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, the most talked about thing, like I said, was um, what happened to Liv Morgan. The main event was fun just because we had some new people in it with the Authors of Pain. Um, still not here for Baron Corbin in, in the main events of Raw, but, you know, when he's a GM, I guess we're all at his uh, we're all at his mercy right now, so um, this was an okay show. It wasn't anything yeah. spectacular, but it was okay. <clears throat> Yeah, th- this was actually the lowest rating for Raw. Yeah, that sounds correct. Since like mm-hmm. 1996. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that 45-minute cancer commercial didn't help things. But, uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, looking at the Raw cast, um, you definitely went heel life on the uh, kind of secure segment this week. Now, you know, me and Tommaso Ciampa have a lot of things in common. You know? <laughs> Not my fault. I thought it was real cute for like the first two minutes, and then I was like, "It's not. It's still not over. Oh, it's not over. Oh, they're not even on the stage yet. Oh, they're going to the ring. Oh, it's still not done. Oh, you're dancing. Oh, 
It just it would not end. But luckily, I wasn't the only awful person on the hashtag. I found my people. That's, Tatiana Janine was with me. That's the reason why we have the hashtag, so we can get all of the, you know, like-minded folks together in one corner. Now listen, I was cool to be the two stands alone. I didn't care. I said what I said. <laughs> the shit was boring and it took too long. I don't, like, it doesn't matter that the kid, listen, I don't want to say it doesn't matter that the kid has cancer. And it, does, it matters that Connor's care is a thing. That's wonderful. It did not need to take up 30 minutes. It felt like 30 minutes. I don't know if that's really what it was, but it didn't need to be all that. It could have been much quicker, but then they got that check for $200,000, and it's like, I guess that's what $200,000 gets you. Yep. Your own block of time on Monday Night Raw. I was like, my God, this is boring. Oh, yeah. Could could they have done a match? Like, you know, they could have been like Little Nicholas or something. Like, mixed tag. No, like nothing. They could have fake covered the Miz or somebody. Like, make it interesting. It wasn't interesting. I understand. I understand. But I'm I'm kind of hateful. I feel the same when they do the breast cancer thing. But even that's much quicker. That's, that's just like you're awesome. That's coming up <laughs> next month. But that won't take 45 minutes. <laughs> they just they just find some handsome person to be like, look at these amazing women. Then they give them a belt and they stand in the ring and they cut to commercial. It's not a 45 minute. Like in the arms of an angel ASPCA commercial in the middle of my raw. I really feel some type of way about this, huh? So Misty, I, didn't, I didn't like it. And uh gummy uh gummy bears, how many uh how many gummy bears do we get this edition of Raw? We haven't done this in a while. Point seven five. Wow. Yeah, it was awful. If it was one of those special gummy bears, you wouldn't even feel that. Mm. <laughs> gummy bears are strong, but anyway, yeah, no, point seven five. All right. And the cancer commercial and the bocce breed, and yeah, no, it just wasn't good. All right, Miss Nadia, do you have a a ranking for this uh, week's raw? <laughs> Honestly, I lose. I don't know. Raw is not interesting to me at all right now. I think with the writers and how they work, it's not as interesting how I would want it to be. So it, I wouldn't even give it a rate, honestly. And that's why the numbers are way down than what it's supposed to be. So I don't know. All right. So that was this past week's Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to turn it over to Miss Dijonay yes. for our SmackDown Manage Report. Hi. SmackDown still in Denver. Um, instead of Miss TV, we have Truth TV. Mm-hmm. Our truth apparently knows who Carmella is now, and they're really good friends. So they come out together ahead of their mixed match challenge match. That's a lot of matches with Miz and Asta. You love alliteration. Out, I do love alliteration. But that was kind of tongue twisted. <laughs> <laughs> um, they bring out Daniel Bryan as their guest. He busts out his reading glasses because our truth is about seventy-five, and he goes. To be like the guy from inside the actor studio with a stack of question cards. Oh, who doesn't know that Carmella isn't Marie? Which is interesting because Carmella looks like Eva Marie. Yeah, she's got reddish brown hair hair now. Mm -hmm. I actually like the red hair on her. Yeah, it looks good on her. Did you like the $100 bill knee-high boot she had on? Did y'all notice that her boots? No, I was focused on her hair. Oh, you know what? Yes, when she was she started dancing, I was like, okay, all right, 
I see it. Yeah. I can't say that I noticed. I have not been very observant lately. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, they take a mandatory seven-second dance break. Oh, he said he's glad that she colored her hair. So that way he won't confuse her with Maurice anymore. But Daniel Bryan says he wants to be WWE champ once again. He has unfinished business with the championship as well as with the Miz. He wants to prove he's the best. But Miz only wants to say he's the best. Um, the Miz arrives, wants to know what Truth is doing. He says to the Miz that he beat him two weeks ago, and since he won, he took his fuck show. <laughs> Miz then tells Daniel Bryan that he fights here, and the people love him, but it's also why he'll never beat the Miz. Miz will do anything it takes, and that's why he'll win again at Super Showdown. He says he'll do anything to get a WWE title shot while Daniel Bryan keeps letting people down. And if Daniel Bryan cheats, he'll tarnish his name in doing so. You know, the Miz doesn't have these problems because he lives life. True has had enough and bans the Miz from True TV for life. And he says if Miz wants his show back, he'll fight him for it right now. Dance break. So, Miz meets with Paige, and Paige is very much amused. And so she makes the match. Um, uh, the spinning forearm connects, and Truth covers for a two count. There's an eye poke by the Miz because we don't fight fair. And the skull crushing finale could connect the alliteration. <laughs> the skull crushing finale connects. Miz talks shit to Daniel Bryan, mocks him, and then hits the running knee for the win. Um, during a photo shoot for Charlotte, Becky attacks her and then demands that they take her picture while she stands over the fallen carcass of Charlotte. It's now, great. I know that that was probably your highlight of uh, SmackDown. Becky just running rough shot over uh, Charlotte. I wonder what those pictures looked like when, she, when Charlotte was getting that beat down. Because you know that dude didn't stop. He was on his job. Iconic. That means he's got action shots. Which <laughs> are the best shots. <laughs> um, but yeah, so New Day comments about junking around too much, but they respect the bar. They plan to say something nice while first making fun of Cesaro's nipples. And the fact that he looks like a Swiss Jason Statham. I've been said that. <laughs> said that you? Yeah. You know I said he looks like the transporter. You know I said that. They be listening. Mm. Well, then they could give me a ticket to the damn SmackDown. What the hell? <laughs> Sheamus cuts off the comedy routine and says all he wants to do is fight. And they will win the title of that Super Showdown. Now, if you were on Twitter and you follow Big E like I do, you might have heard him say how back in the day when he was a young boy up at the Performance Center, Seamus used to come down and talk to the kids about how awesome he was and make them kiss his ass. And he's like, we grown. We don't got to do that no more. And much like Braun Strowman, Seamus about to get these hands or something like that. So... They have a match. Big E drops the straps, but Seamus powders to the apron and cuts off the suicide spear. These alliterations. Seamus counters the big ending into a bro kick, and unfortunately, Seamus gets the win. <laughs> Backstage, Paige is lecturing AJ not to destroy shit during the contract signing. Um, also backstage, Rusev and Lana meet, and Rusev wants to get answers from her tonight. They arrive in the ring, and Rusev discusses Aiden's betrayal and what happened on Rusev Day. That makes him a traitor. But Rusev wants to know why he did it. Aiden arrives and says he understands that Rusev is angry, but it's not his fault. He says no one cared about how great Rusev was until he came along. Facts. English saw potential in him, gave him purpose, and made him love. 
sex. Aiden plays a video package, putting himself over as the real driving force behind Rusev. Not Rusev, but certainly Rusev Bay. English says that they were amazing to ha- together. They were destined to be legends. And what happened? She happened. This is all on his fault. Aiden shows another video to prove his point. Rusev doesn't buy it. As English says that they were better off without Lana around. Lana says she took Rusev to great heights way before he came along. Remember when Lana used to wear the little suits? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what she's talking about. Aiden says Lana may think she's honest, but will she tell Rusev about that one night in Milwaukee? Last week, my friend, my partner, Aiden English, betrayed me. And he did it on the greatest day of them all. What day? Rusev day! That's right, he did it on Rusev Day. The day makes him a traitor. But before I crush his skinny little soul, I want him to come out here and explain to me why. Why Aiden attacked me. So come out out here, Aiden the traitor, and explain yourself. Look, I know you're angry, and you have every right to be, but this is not my fault. None of this is my fault. Rusev, before I met you, you were the super athlete. You were supremely talented. But none of these people cared about you. You were floundering. You lacked direction, but I saw potential in you, and I joined your side. I made you the most beloved superstar in WWE. Exactly. How amazing were we? I mean, at WrestleMania, we had more than 70,000 people chanting for us. And not just during the match, the whole night. I mean, we were destined to be legends. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. She happened. This whole mess is Lana's fault. You see, it's so simple. Things were better when it was just you and me. Not you, me, and her. Seriously, Aiden, seriously. Before you, I help Rusev be an unstoppable force. I got him a tank to ride out at WrestleMania and help him crush people. And I'm gonna give it up to you, Aiden. You do a great job on being a glorified cheerleader. But the truth is that you are just trying to create a name for yourself using Rusev. Okay, fair enough. Nobody here would question your dedication to your husband. You stand by him, you support him, 
you're honest with him? I mean, that's why you were going to tell him what I said about you last week, right? But I gotta wonder, with all your honesty... Lana is the best, and Lana is so honest, but if she's so honest, I gotta ask, are you gonna tell him about that one night in Milwaukee? She's like, I don't get it. Which is like, I believe you. Becky's like, hmm, Milwaukee. So she's talking shit about her and her, you know, barely their wrestling skills. Last about Milwaukee. And Ruth is like, when was the last time we were in Milwaukee? Which is fun. Because who does host shit in Milwaukee? Um, then again, what else is there to do but host shit in Milwaukee? Did you see the Happy Eight and Day shirt? Oh, I'm really not upset about it. Yeah, and he had the little happy eight and day on the microphone too. And they, oh, were, shit. Like, they were like Branding. the Chicago Cubs colors. Yeah, it's cool. Branding. Aiden is about that life. Um, the double iconics arrived. The Naomi and Asuka interrupted. Mm-hmm. Uh Asuka and Naomi versus Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Was this before or after they had that moment where your girl tried to put her hands on Naomi's sleeve? Uh this was like There's- congruent. They came out and then they showed the reason why they're wrestling. Ah, got it. So yeah, Mandy Rose trying to put her hand in Naomi's weave. First of all, I digress. Oscar knows about bundles. Mm-hmm. And Naomi was like, what you know about bundles, girl? Already, mm-hmm. like, y'all are the cutest thing I've ever seen. Then, See, Oscar is cultured. She's cultured. She knows what's up. Woke. Okay? Mm-hmm. Woke. If I take my trip to Samoa, I might have to go to Japan. Like, oh, shit. Shit, bundles. take me with you. Think about the bundles, girl. So then, Mandy Rose reaches for uh, Naomi's hair, and Oscar's like, what you won't do? Put your dirty hand up in these good bundles. She almost broke her wrist. She snatched, her, she, <laughs> she snatched her hand she back should. so fast. As she should. Don't put your hand. Don't put your dirty hand in now, her hair. Now, now, yep. now Didi. You see, mm-hmm. you see how they they took something that Mandy Rose did in real life and brought it to TV. Because mm-hmm. you know we we, we mm-hmm. have a we don't like Mandy Rose as much as we used to because of her little incident. Problematic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll always give you a chance to you know redeem yourself. Seth got his. Yeah, he she did. She might can get hers. But you know, it, it usually helps if you befriend the black people, not put your dirty hand in the weeds. Yep. But you know. Baby steps. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I was like, damn, Naomi (laughs) teaching Oscar right, right off the bat. And Naomi was like, you got it. Look at you knowing things. So good. I love Oscar. Like, everything about her, I'm in love. Like, even the colors and I just love it. She's she's epic. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they had like the matching kind of outfits this week, too. They look really like a team. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she was like, tell me how to get the colors in my weave, girl. She was like, you got good bundles. Which means, you know, you can dye them when they're good bundles. Because you can't be trying to dye bad bundles. Hashtag fashion cast. 
the more you know. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the real hit the running Easter egg is Asa makes the save, then she dunks Mandy Rose and hits an ass attack. Naomi hits the disaster kick, Asa tags in, and they deliver kicks. And then Asuka pins DeVille for the win because, duh! Next, girl. Yes. Next is Nakamura versus Ty Dillinger. Ty will. Ooh, Nakamura. Listen, they thought they were doing something, changing his music. I can still groove to the entrance music. You ain't stopping nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But it, the original was oh, so good. Ty avoids the Kinshasa, hits a super kick, and then the frog splasher too. He lays in, lays in corner strikes. But then Randy Orton arrives for the DQ. He kicks the shit out of Ty and hits the draping DDT to the floor. And then Nakamura hits the Kinshasa on Ty into the LED board. Now, we're very um, fortunate Ty Dillinger didn't get a concussion because his head went crack right off of the side of the ring. We know men is hard at it, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go in a different order. So, our Orton is walking backstage and he's interviewed. They're basically like, why'd you do that? He says he attacked Ty Dillinger because the perfect Ken crack pisses him off. So, he's just being like a grumpy old man. Um, Lana prepares for her match and Rusev wishes her good luck and says he believes her. She's being very defensive though. So, you know, Milwaukee. Next is Becky Lynch versus Lana. Becky tosses Lana into the barricade. Back in, Lana rolls Becky up for two. The head kick follows for two. Then she goes to the ropes. Becky cuts her off and hits the exploder. And then the disarmor finishes Lana off. Oh, were we shocked? No, we weren't. Next, AJ versus Joe. Oh, no, it's just about them signing the contract. Paige is out to host the contract signing. She jokes that we all know how these things go. They just be fighting. AJ arrives, and then Paige announces Joe. Joe's not there. AJ gets on the mic to run him down for not showing up, noting that Joe will likely try to attack him from behind. AJ says that Joe will be in sh- Joe will be in Straya for the match. I love when you say that. That's so honest. I met some Australian people and that's what they call it. Straya. It's so cute. But anyway, he says they'll be in Straya for their match and Joe appears on the screen. <laughs> Guess where Joe is? At um, AJ's house. Good guess. <laughs> he says that AJ's house is thousands of miles away and AJ must go love that. this. Since there's nothing he can do about it. Joe tells AJ to call Wendy, but he says he won't ruin his surprise and has a baby doll for Annie. He says AJ AJ knows his family is home right now, so he's afraid. And Joe says this is how AJ will feel when he loses the title in Straya. Mm. Styles stole the title from him, which is facts, and that demands consequences. AJ's begging, but it's not like it's a laughing. He can't hear him. He says, don't go to the house. Don't go to the house. And then, in the best ending of this show in months, Joe rings the doorbell and says, Daddy's home. And the man that AJ will be facing at WWE Super Showdown, Samoa Joe! I'm sorry. I got told he was going to be here by now. I apologize. Are you kidding me? You really think he has enough guts to come down here, look me eye to eye, face to face, and sign on the dotted line? In fact, he's more likely to attack me from behind because that's how Samoa Joe works. But right here in Denver, Colorado, I got eyes in the back of my head. 
And Joe may not be out here right now, that's fine. But we know where he's going to be. WWE Super Showdown in Australia. He's got another opportunity to try to take this championship away from me. In a match where there's no disqualification, no countouts, no rules. It's almost like this is a match right up Samoa Joe's alley. Because he doesn't follow the rules, Paige. But in a match like this... Oh, AJ. <laughs> oh, there he is. I found him. Yeah, you know, there he is. The great thing about our business is that we get to travel all over the world, see strange things that we never thought we'd see. We get to go places that we never thought we would ever, ever find ourselves. And tonight, I find myself in one of those places... He's at my house, Paige. This dude's at my house. What are you doing at my house? <laughs> you know, I told Wendy and little Annie that daddy was coming home, but where are you tonight? In Denver, Colorado. I'm going to rip your head off, Joe! <laughs> I mean, look gonna... at this place, man. I mean, champ, you have done well for yourself. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, right down to the white picket fence. AJ. You always did like the classics now, didn't you? What do you want, Joe? I wonder what you're feeling right now, AJ. Are you feeling helpless? Is that helplessness slowly morphing into horror? Because you realize there is nothing you can do right now. What? Are you getting that nauseous feeling in your stomach? Ah. Are you feeling guilty? Instead of being here, where you could make a difference tonight, no. You're far, far away. What to do, what to do. Hold on a second, Joe. Just hold on, man. Let me help you out. AJ, right now, I need you to get your phone out. I need you to call Wendy and... I... You don't bring your phone to the ring, do you? Well, that's all right. I mean, we wouldn't want to ruin the surprise anyways. I mean, after all, I did get a nice gift for Annie. Oh, come on, Joe! Don't do this, I man. I think she's going to love it. Don't go in my house, dude. Joe, listen to me. Listen to me, man. <laughs> Back up, dude. Is that guilt? Is that, is that turning into rage? Oh, you are angry, aren't you? You are fired up. Ooh. Is that blood boiling? It should because you know like I know. Your family is home right now. Get away, Joe. Please, man. I'm begging you, bro. I'm begging you. What's that rage feel like now? Is it turning to fear, AJ? Is it? Are you becoming paralyzed? Are you confused? Do you not know what to do? Are you falling to pieces? Good. And I want you to remember that feeling. Because that is exactly how you will feel when I beat you for the WWE Championship in Australia. You... You denied me the WWE Championship. That's one thing when you stole. When you stole it from me, AJ. That demanded consequences. Hey, man, I'm begging you, man. I'm begging you. Please. But there's plenty of time for that. Please, Joe, just, what, just walk away, man. Do do Don't now? do anything do stupid. Joe. Do I just let myself in? No, 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 no. That would be rude. I just ring the doorbell. 
whole segment was comical. Like that's one of my favorite segments that night. It was iconic. Mm-hmm. This is- like that's sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, like this is how it should be. Like Raw needs to take notes. Like they're mm-hmm. just dragging so much shit. Like I don't I don't know, dude. Like, but that segment, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this fight. Like I'm ready to fight with them. Like <laughs> I don't know. It just gave me that vibes and that's why I love Samo Joe, because he makes you feel like you're in it. You know, it's just how he goes about the segment and even the writers behind it. Like, I love that. That whole segment was one of, like, was the highlight of the whole SmackDown. I would say that that is correct. How do you feel mm-hmm. about it, Donald? This is what I wanted the week before the Hell in a Cell match. Remember when yeah. he was like, hey, I just might show up at your house next week for the barbecue? Yeah. that the school thing? <laughs> This is what I wanted them to have happen then, but they gave it to me here, so I can't complain. It definitely. Yeah. It's just we have to take what we get. Like, right. that's what it is. Right. But I'm glad that they did follow through with it and did <laughs> have Samoa Joe show up at his house mm-hmm. in some shape, form, or fashion just to kind of. And it was a good twist on the contract signing to not have them, you know, touch again before yeah. they get ready to wrestle. So. The official night. Yeah. So. I, I thought it was well done. I thought this episode was fantastic at SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch is is just continuing continuing to shine in her new role as I don't know. She's not really heel. She's just an ass kicker. Last yeah. kicker. No, last kicker. Excuse me. There you go. Wrap it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a bow, ready, ready for you. Yeah. So I, I I love this episode of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Nadia yeah. said, I mean they've been on it for most of this year for the most part so uh you know another great episode of smackdown dd jone ever since you decided to uh run the place they've been putting it on yeah i mean look once you came on this show and started being our smackdown correspondent they went from taping it to it being live (laughs) to it being better than raw to being on tuesdays Yep, yep, and Tuesdays and not Thursdays well, anymore. It could be Thursdays. Now it's about to Thursday. be Fridays, though, so I don't know how that's going to work for the show. But yeah. Well, well, I don't got a life, so I'll be fine. I don't know what everybody else is going to do. <laughs> I can't imagine so many people like, what are you doing on Friday night? Watching wrestling. Well, most people don't go out till after 10 o'clock, so I mean, it'd be you a cool have a thing sure. to have a preview. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what will never happen. And I'm saying this now because I think I am going to try to go to the 1000 episode, even though that's the day before I leave on the trip and the flight leaves at seven in the morning. But I might sacrifice for you all because I love you. Which means you should drop some money off in my right? app. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I lost the point. I got you with the bras. <laughs> Thank you. Bras match. Right. But, um,. Yeah. I forgot what I was saying. I was saying something about the Smacky Downey. It must not have been important. Well, you I lose my train of thought. Was this that damn me? Oh, Shit, that was be. me in the beginning, dude. Fuck. Damn sweet blossom. <laughs> you can find the WrestleCast on <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Yes, yes. So now we'll come into our Lucha Underground report. Flame. When, emoji flames. When we were, um, when we took the, uh, we missed. I missed Lucha Underground last week. And guess what I happened? What happened? Marty the Moth won the title from. Uh, I'm glad I Pentagon Junior. 
I'm glad I missed it. He had some help. Was that the first night, or was that was the first match of the night? No, 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 no. It was oh. last week. They they kind of recap last week, so I'm recapping last week. We didn't get a chance to review it last week. So yeah, so Marty Demoff with the help of Chelsea Green, he's the new Lucha Underground Champion. Um, of course we get the great intro teaser. It's focused on Drago chasing Jake Strong off with nunchucks. It focuses on <laughs> Eva Lee's losing her gift of the gods title shot and then forming the trios tag team with Joey Ryan and Exolicious as well. So we get into our very first match. Well, first before that. Matt Stryker reads a prepared statement from Antonio Cueto. The letter booked the fatal four-way match to be the number one contender in the main event later tonight. The statement justified the four-way due to uh, luck made it perfect for Marty to have an easy time. And what would have happened if Phoenix was an evil or Mill One or Pentagon did have one week to prepare? Jack Evans, he's in the ring. He cuts off Melissa Santos during her ring introductions. You know how I feel about that. Jack Evans calls himself Lucha's one true God. Jack says that he doesn't want to wrestle for an, an organization that allows Exolicious to wrestle freely. Jack then defended Johnny Mundo and said that he wants to rip the head off Matanza Cueto. Jack then says that he may have said no mas in his last match, but this time he's saying I quit to Lucha Underground. Antonio Cueto cuts off Jack and then he sets up the latest loser get sacrifice match. Jack cuts off Antonio and said that Antonio sounds like Satan. Jack then bolted for the upstairs door. Matt Stryker noted that we have a runner. Jack couldn't open the door, but was surprised when Matanza emerged from the other side. Jack prayed to the father, son, and the Holy Ghost. Jack managed to escape the hole of Matanza, but Antonio Cueto used his cane to trick Jack down the steps. Matanza hit Jack with a gut wrench powerbomb on the apron before tossing Jack in the ring to start the match. Now, I was laughing so hard when Antonio Cueto tripped him with that cane. It's like, now that's a hill move right there. So, Matanza Cueto versus Jack Evans. Jack hits Matanza with the slingshot trouble in paradise. Jack then hits Matanza with the 630 centon for a two count. Matanza lifted Jack from the pin position and hit Jack with the Wrath of the Gods for the win. And Jack Evans gets sacrificed. Any thoughts, questions, concerns there, Miss uh, Didi Jeanne? No, I watched it. Okay. Cool. I don't really watch. Oh, yeah, you said you, you always watch it. <laughs> yeah, you said you always watch it with like it's kind of noise in the background. Lucha Underground is like watching a kung fu movie without subtitles. <laughs> like, I don't really ever understand what's going on. So many of them wear a mask, and I don't know who they are in relation to the other, that I can't keep up with all of it. So I just get like broad strokes of it. It's still entertaining as hell. Don't get me wrong. But mm, I don't know. We have the Reptile Tribe, Cobra Moon. Daga and Jeremiah Crane versus Ivelisse, Joey Ryan, and Exolicious for the Lucha Underground Chios Championship titles. It makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Exolicious caught the reptile tribe with a plancha on the outside. Joey Ryan then grabbed the second lollipop from his crotch, and Jeremiah oh, Crane ate it. 
Joey and Daga traded pen attempts. Daga rolled into their cross arm breaker, and the reptile tribe retains their titles. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna drink to this right now. <laughs> After the match, Paul London and El Bunny went to the bottom of the steps to surround the baby faces in the ring. El Bunny did some awesome Lucha Libre moves against the baby faces. El Bunny hit Exolicious with the Bronco Buster. Paul London then kicked Ivelisse in the gut to allow El Bunny to land a drop kick on her. London put the faces put all the baby faces' heads on the bottom rope, which Stryker said looked like a gu- a guillotine. Killer Cross yelled tick tock as London and El Bundy El Bunny, excuse me, sat on the top of the face trio, and then the heels left. Aerostar and Drago versus Jake Strong in a handicap nunchuck match. The Super Friends beat on Strong with the nunchucks. Jake regained control when the Super Friends dropped the weapons. Aerostar got to got his feet up on a Vader bomb attempt. Aerostar then hits his free fall splash for a near fall. Strong manages to backdrop Drago out of the ring. Strong hit Aerostar with the swagger bomb and then locked Aerostar in the Patriot lock. Aerostar taps out. After the match, Jake Strong held on to Aerostar's leg after the match, and it was up to Jago to break it up. Jago welled on Jake Strong with the nunchucks. Uh, Strong managed to put Drago in the ankle lock, and Drago's ankle is broken, while the crowd chants, Strong, 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 Strong. Main event time. King Crano versus Mill Murtis versus L Dragon Azteca Jr. versus Pentagon Jr. Uh, the winner becomes the number one contender for the Lucha Underground Championship. Phoenix and Azteca brought at ringside to the warehouse exit. Pentagon and Mill were left in the ring. Pentagon took down Mill with a super kick, and then King Crano took down Pentagon with a drop kick while he was CO meadowing. Crano caught both of his opponents with an arrow from the depths of hell. Mill gave Pentagon and Crano a spear off the apron. Willie Mack shows up and hits Mill with two Stone Cold Stunners, and this allowed Pentagon to hit Mill with the Canadian Destroyer for the victory. So Pentagon Jr. will be the number one contender for the Lucha Underground title, and this match will take place at Ultimate Lucha 4. So after the match, Willie Mack gets in the ring. He talks directly to Mill. Max said that Mill will face uh, him at Lucha at Ultimate Lucha Four. Willie Max says that he's no longer afraid of Mill. Willie says that he's not afraid to die, but Mill should be because at Ultimate Lucha Four, he was challenging Mill to a death match. Then Max says, "Rest in peace, <laughs> motherfucker." <laughs> at eight fifty eight on regular broadcast cable TV. Regular. Table, table. Regular ass table. I mean, I knew we could say shit. I ain't know we. I ain't know we could do all that. Hey. Motherfucker was usually reserved for like HBO or like Comedy Central after one AM. Like you can't do that shit at eight fifty eight, but you can. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had to pay somebody. Like, and I think it's worth it because I was shook. <laughs> yeah, so 
another fun episode of Lucha Underground, as always, goes by really quick. Matches are really fun. They do a lot of cool moves. Not to mention the uh, the the mysteries and the um, you know science fiction of it all. So we're heading to Ultimate Lucha Four. So we'll see how this season of Lucha Underground wraps up. Did I ever tell you about the tribes? Yes, you did. You showed me. You sent me the uh, you sent me the the article actually, and I read. It was lit, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, I ain't know nothing about that. See what I'm saying? You can watch Lucha Underground. It's just like. So much of it can float over your head. You'll be entertained, but there's like this whole other storyline that you can kind of avoid, and it doesn't change the quality of the show. But it's kind of interesting. Sorry, guys, I didn't watch it. So link me if you guys do find it. Oh yeah, I will. I've got a site that I'll could probably bring it up for you so you can watch it. Perfect, perfect. This week's edition of the WrestleCast is being brought to you by. Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Head over to Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media and become a CSPN Backstage member and gain access to all these exclusive podcasts, videos, and more provided by your favorite podcast here on the CSPN. These are commercial free. They don't have any ads. Um, so you get a chance to hear what um, the Asia and Soso talk about before Bad and Boozy podcast. You get to hear um, Candace Curtis and um, Jeremy talk about other things that they might not always get a chance to talk about on Ratchet Ramblings. Uh, you also get exclusive podcasts from Newsy Floozies, Rock Solid Radio, and more. So please consider becoming a patron of the CSPN and head over to patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media and become a CSPN Backstage member. Final review is NXT. William Regal arrives to kick off the show. Regal discusses the Aleister Black situation, and he says he's close to a resolution. The Undisputed Era interrupt and says Regal isn't doing his job. Aleister Black was taken out weeks ago, and that was on Regal. It's in the past, but Regal should focus on it not happening again. The Undisputed Era wants Regal to deal with the cosplaying Vikings, the War Raiders. Regal finds their interruption very interesting. Adam Cole cuts him off and says, how dare Regal think of accusing them? Cole says Regal refuses to reprimand Ricochet and says Ricochet is ducking him. Plus, why should Pete Dunne get a title shot and not Adam Cole? Adam Cole wants his rematch and he wants it right now. Regal says Cole never asked and says that he wanted Dunn to soften up Ricochet and then tried to get one by him last week. Regal won't give him the title rematch. Regal then books Adam Cole versus Pete Dunn versus Ricochet in two weeks for the North American title. And in three weeks, um, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly will defend their tag team titles against the War Raiders. So, don't be coming up here trying to steal uh, William Regal shine. He'll put you in his place. He don't fuck around. <laughs> Johnny Gargano, he's going to face Tony Nese next week, and he's excited to be back. Johnny says he hates where he was going. He went home and got things back on track. He says he can't be Johnny Rustling sitting at home, so he's going to return next week, and he's looking forward to it. Lacey Evans arrives, and then she runs down Candice LeRae. She pisses Candice off. And then they set up a match likely for next week. 
the Velveteen Dream is here. He's interviewed, and then he says that he won't talk about Johnny Failure, and he won't talk about Aleister Black, and he walks off. Lars Sullivan versus Vordell Walker. Uh, Lars Sullivan is proceeding to throw this man all over the ring when EC3 attacks uh, Lars Sullivan from behind for the DQ. EC3 clotheslines Sullivan to the floor, and as Lars Sullivan just smiles at him. Steve Regal is interviewed about the Aleister Black investigation, and he runs into Nikki Cross. Nikki says she wants to play with Bianca again in a rematch. Regal says he will consider it, as Nikki Cross yells at him, I know, I know. The Mighty versus the Street Profits. So, a couple of weeks ago, the uh, the Mighty Don't Kneel came out, cost the Street Profits a win because they stole their cup and their chains. Well, in this particular match, the Mighty come down wearing the chains and they have the cup. So this week, we get a very, very serious version of the Street Profits. They ain't doing no dancing. They ain't doing no high-fiving. They coming down to the ring to whoop some ass. The Mighty work double teams, but Montez Ford manages to kick out. Miller works a figure four variation. Ford fights out, but Miller chop blocks him. Thorne tags in and follows with strikes. Montez Ford fights off Miller, but Thorne hits a jackknife cradle on Montez Ford, and the Mighty gets a win over the Street Profits. Kari Sane, she wrestled against Vanessa Bourne. Uh, Kari Sane fights to her feet and avoids the charge and follows with the DDT. Kari Sane follows with strikes and hits the spear. The sliding D follows, and Kari Sane heads up top. Kari hits the insane elbow drop, and she gets the win. Didi's fave, Shayna Baszler, comes out and says that Kari Kari needs to celebrate while she can. Kari may have won in Brooklyn, and that hurt Baszler. But Shayna says that she won't take that out on her right now, and she wants a rematch. Kari Sane agrees and says that she can have her rematch at WWE Evolution, and Kari says that she will win again. Main event time. Didi's true fave, though, not not being funny. Tommaso Ciampa, the champ, versus Otis Dozovich. Ciampa uses the ref as a shield, breaks the eyes, but Dozovich hits a sit-out powerbomb for it, too. Ciampa rolls to the apron, and DDTs Dozovich on the apron. Back in the ring, Ciampa hits another draping DDT, and he gets the win. And that's how this week's NXT ended with Ciampa on the ramp celebrating a hard-fought victory. So, at this time, since we've reached the end of the show, we're going to turn it over to our guest, Miss Nadia, for her shout-outs and thank yous. Oh, shit. Um, I'd like to thank Terrence, Shelton, and my girls for because I was nervous as fuck. Like, I hate talking, but it was good. It was chill. Thank and I thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it a lot. Oh, thanks for coming on. Glad that we could hopefully calm your nerves a little bit. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you said record, I was like, oh, fuck, it's getting real. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like next time I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to hear that word. Just go in. Just, just do it. <laughs> Miss but yeah, thank Zone. you for having me. Okay, no problem. Miss Didi Jonay, your shout outs and thank yous. Um, shout out to Zon, Greg, Samuel. Shout out to Nadia, because she's going to be my connect. Yee-yee. With all Samoan. Shout out to someone, too. 
you know, a lot of people on my Twitter, they think I have an accent. And I'm like, I do not. Like, I can speak an accent if that's what you want, but. You definitely have an accent. Holy. You know, I don't think you have an accent. Baby, you gotta send me your address so we can fight. Just kidding. <laughs> Listen, no, no. You're, you're almost a whole fatality. I can't fight you. We have to be friends. <laughs> it's gonna be a whole match. He's like, guys, you have to pay up. We need bras. <laughs> Listen, I, I might do it for a new set of bras. No, seriously, we have to throw that out. Oh my gosh. Oh lord. Okay, so yeah, shout out to you because we're going to Samoa. Because apparently ain't no taxes there. Let's right? Everybody. I don't need anybody on my plan. Shit, we don't need to pay rent, too. See, that's a, that's a good thing. I'm tired that's of paying rent. So you don't really need money if you don't have to pay rent. Because rent is where most of your money goes. Mm-hmm. See, I got you. If we go back home, I'll climb the coconut tree for you and now go it's sell lit. it. See? It's lit. <laughs> we out of here. Yep. Fuck this mainland. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so shout out to Nadia. Shout out to... Y'all, shout out to the chairman. Shout out to Mel, because Mel still always gets shout outs. Shout out to, um, oh, shout out to my friend Courtney, because I'm mama coming to visit from California, and I'm going to brunch with them. Yep, yep, yep. Um, was that it? Yeah. No, shout out to these damn SmackDown tickets. Help me help you. Don't you want a live review? I can't do it if you don't help me. Thank you. My cash app name is dollar sign D E E J O N E E. Get it <laughs> up. Fill it up. Every dollar helps. The face that runs the place needs to be in the place for the 1,000. Yes. yes. Let me see how much these damn tickets cost. But yeah, I'm fine. All right. I'd like to give a special shout out to Nadia for joining us tonight. I'd like to Thank give you. a shout out to Miss Didi Jonet. Give a shout out to Greg and Sam. Wish they could join us uh, this week, but hopefully they'll be back next week. Um, give a shout out to everybody who listens to Cast a Strong Style this Sunday on Access. They're coming back to Long Beach uh, Sunday night. I think it starts around 8. A um, couple of matches that are going to be standout. Uh, Marty Skrull is going to wrestle Will Ospreay for um, they're having a tournament to crown a new um IWGP uh, light heavyweight champion. So there, um, that's going to be a standout match. Cody Rhodes is going to wrestle Juice Robinson for the United States title. Um, we're going to have the Golden Lovers. Um, they're going to be in the main event. I forgot who they're wrestling, though. Oh, Tomohiro Ishii and uh somebody but i forgot who they're going against but yeah that should be a really good main event as well um be on the lookout for a new cast of strong style next week we've got a lot to talk about with what happened in the destruction event at the end of the tanahashi okada match which was another just classic match between those two guys so check that out check that out next week be on the lookout for that um and just shout out to everybody who listens to the WrestleCast, participates in all the hashtags. Give a shout out to the Glow and all the Russell Bays. Um, big shout out to Jade to the Max. Hopefully she got over uh, her Vols last hurt their showing last weekend against the Gators. It wasn't pretty, folks. So uh, hopefully the Chicago Bears will be very good this year and uh, be the substitute Jade needs to get through this football season. 
since her vols may not be that good. Um, and other than that, on that note, for our special guest, Nadia, and our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Ms. Didi Jonet, I'm Don DeLorente. This has been episode 204 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. What you are looking at are the three workhorses in WWE. Now, we may have lost a few battles here and there, but we have never lost a war. And as you can see, we're still standing. I mean, you could read off our resumes, but it would take probably all day. But the simple fact is, all we have to do is this. Because these championships are the keys to the kingdom. And as for tonight, Baron Corbin, I mean, uh, the world's largest substitute teacher. He seems to think the shield's a problem. And if I overheard correctly, I think Steph, Steph told him to round up a couple of, of partners and come out here and show the shield who's boss. <laughs> well, Baron Corbin, we're out here. And we'd love to show you how big of a problem we could be right now. At WWE Super Show, it's going to be the two of you versus the four of us. And I ain't talking about Corbin. What do you... I know you probably didn't graduate the third grade, but your math... Your math is a little off there. Why don't you consult dummy one and dummy two on your left? Get that thing straight. Maybe you ought to run that math by your brother Dean Ambrose. Because I think Dean is starting to see the light. You see, Dean, the shield needs you. But you don't need the shield. It's ridiculous. Roman and Seth do not appreciate you. Dean, you deserve more. It's true, it's true. Disposable Dean. It's probably what they call you behind your back. You see, when Seth couldn't beat me at SummerSlam, who did he beg to come back and help him? You, Dean, you sacrificed yourself for Seth, and what'd you get from it? Nothing? How about the very next night? Monday Night Raw, Mr. Monster in the Bank is cashing in for his chance at the Universal Championship. And Dean, what happened? You sacrificed yourself for Roman. So now, Seth is champion. Roman is champion. And Dean is just a sucker, I guess. So think about this, Dean. You hang with us, Intercontinental title, it's all yours, brother. I know it's not easy, 
and it would be nothing short of committing treason to turn your back on them. But here Just we are. Shut up already, man. Just shut up, all right? These people didn't pay their money to watch you bump your gums. They paid their hard-earned money to watch us whoop your ass, so let's do it. Yeah. 